This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast this evening or morning, wherever you happen to be, or midday, sometime of day, with Megan and Christopher. We are in the car. We are coming home from Stoney's Rock and Rodeo in Sacramento, California, heading back to Sonoma County. And this was an extra special night because we got to do a couple of new dances. We did. New dances choreographed within the past week. One of them is My Shot, set to the My Shot Rise Up remix from the Hamilton mixtape. That one is 16 counts. It's uh, all syncopated, except for like one count that isn't. So it's it's kind of like 32 counts, but technically 16 with a lot of ands. And then there's also All the Pretty Girls, the song which is All the Pretty Girls by Fun. You might say it's a fun dance. <laughs> and it's 32 counts with definitely two normal restarts and then one tag that just brings you back to the beginning normally. So three restarts with one tag, 32 counts, all the pretty girls. I believe those, if they haven't been released already on Copper Knob, they should be out there somewhat soon. Look them up. They're good dances. They very much are. Say some. (laughs) I know we sure enjoyed doing them. Yes. So... Yeah, hope you hope you will as well. Tonight we have a, an article that we are reading and relating to line dance called 13 Things You Should Give Up If You Want to Be Successful. And this comes from medium.com. It's written by Stravko Svijetic. Spelled of a pen and a napkin, Z-D-R-A-V-K-O, space, C-V-I-J-E-T-I-C, 13 things you should give up if you want to be successful. Sometimes to become successful and get closer to the person we can become, we don't need to add more things, we need to give up on some of them. There are certain things that are universal, which will make you successful if you give up on them, even though each one of us could have a different definition of success. You can give up on some of them today, while it might take a bit longer to give up on others. Number one, give up on the unhealthy lifestyle. If you want to achieve anything in life, everything starts here. First, you have to take care of your health, and there are only two things you need to keep in mind. One, healthy diet. Two, physical activity. Small steps, but you will thank yourself one day. So, healthy diet and physical activity. How does this relate to line dance? Well, physical activity, I think that's kind of a cheat. Because it takes so much effort to get dressed and be on the way to dancing. And then I like to do push-ups before I dance. Yeah, I mean, Sometimes I run around the building a couple times. Right? That's all the physical activity I need when I go dancing. <laughs> so, um, considering the fact that dance itself is a physical activity, that in itself relates to it. Um, and as for the eating healthy, I know we've mentioned this in previous uh, discussions, 
is so important to eat and take care of yourself and fuel your body for these kind of activities, for the fact that, you know, you don't want to go somewhere and be completely drained of energy and then try and dance. You're not necessarily going to have the successful evening you would originally anticipated. Um, I know for me, I've made much more of a conscious effort before I go dancing to take into consideration what I had eaten that day, if anything. Yep. And so I've made much more appropriate decisions about what I eat and when I eat. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I definitely agree with physical activity and with a healthy diet, I know how long before I go dancing I should eat. Because if I arrive at a place, and this has happened somewhat recently as well, if I arrive at a place and I'm hungry, I'm not gonna wanna dance, I'm gonna be so distracted that I won't even be able to think when I'm out there on the floor. And then I eat, and then my belly is full. And again, I don't want to dance immediately because I'm so sluggish from whatever I ate, especially if it's not like the healthiest food. I'm sure it would be even weirder and grosser and sloshier with some like oily mess. And then after all that has happened, uh, I'm already, what, like an hour or two into the evening of dance and I haven't done hardly anything, if anything. So better to find something really clean and light like a salad and some fruit or you know uh, maybe some chicken something that you know your body doesn't really have to work to eat uh, and do it before you get there so that by the time you're there the food is already like turned into energy and working into your system and it's something you can use it's not something you have to wait through as you attempt to digest the other thing to remember is um, in many of the different things that I have done throughout my life, one thing that I've, trick of the trade that I've learned is not only healthier for you, but it's more manageable, is eating smaller portions more regularly every like three hours or so, three to four hours. Um, because one, it keeps your body constantly being replenished. So you never sink below baseline when it comes to food. So one, it's actually healthier for your body to constantly be in that state of digestion. But also, you're constantly replenishing your energy so you never hit that low in the first place. That you have to then like counterbalance. Oh, I haven't had anything to eat today. I'm going to go you know, dance for five hours. I should probably stuff my face and now I'm full sluggish like you were saying like your body's working twice as hard to digest that and then now you're going to go put it through exercise so and you mentioned the low that reminds me of caffeinated drinks which can sometimes lead you to a crash when you you aren't expecting it and at dance events especially it's later in the evening when you get some of like the crazy things that not all the the, the casual folks or the new folks or the you know, uh, 
people who know beginner and low intermediate dances, like they're doing things probably earlier in the evening. So if you want to stick around until the later hours and do all like the weird stuff um, that I know we enjoy, then you're not going to want to have that crash coincide with them playing those dances. You're going to feel really guilty about like not giving them your all. And I don't know how other people process alcohol, but I know for me, uh, everything takes more effort and I get way sweatier and I don't feel as confident with my walls and, um, you know, trickier sequences because it like gets my short term memory into a tiny little window and just I know for me you know, I, I don't tend to mix those if I, I can help it um, but I guess you know everybody has their own way of dancing yes everybody definitely has their own way of dancing and their own threshold but yeah. I, I tend to be along the same opinion of you in the sense of like if I drink at all, it might be one drink. But for the most part, because I enjoy dancing so much, that, like, spending the money on the drink to then, like, go out and dance several songs to where the point is I pretty much just sweat it right out as I'm ingesting it, it's just, it's a waste of money. And I, I get tired faster, so I can't marathon stuff as easily. So, generally speaking, when it comes to dance for me, I give up that quick and easy convenience of, like, fast food, and I think a little bit more about, like, okay, well, I should probably have something to eat today in the, in the morning, what, what's going to give me enough energy to get me through until I can have, like, a snack, okay, now that I'm having a snack, what am I eating, is it good for me, is it going to help me with energy, um, and I try and do that throughout the day, especially when I plan on having an evening of dancing. Um, or, like, most specifically for, like, events and whatnot, because I know that that's going to be, you know, several-day marathon, not just a, you know, I can have a couple songs here and there and then sit out. Um, I'm not going to want to miss those dances or anything at the events, so it's important. Um Also, with physical activity, this might be a little more of a stretch, but it made me think about like when people lift with their back instead of their legs, or um, when people would tell me you know, a year or two ago that I should really reconsider stomping so hard and uh, maybe look into some dance shoes instead of boots, things like that, because uh, not all physical activity is created equal, and if you're looking at the long run and physical activities you, you would prefer to be doing versus the ones that you're doing right now because that's what you feel like doing right now. You don't want to do a proper squat. You want to just bend over and pick up the thing. Well, that's going to hurt your back and then you won't get to dance as much. You're going to be feeling it and you're going to need to sit down. And if you're stomping and doing whatever it is you're doing that's like tearing up your your legs so that you don't feel comfortable doing many dances after the first few, then again, like maybe just... uh, find out what the cleanest technique would be for some of your physical movements over the course of a day and then that'll give your uh, evening of dance uh, more longevity mm-hmm. and stay hydrated well, this is definitely related uh, number two give up the short term mindset 
Successful people set long-term goals and they know these aims are merely the result of short-term habits that they need to do every day. These healthy habits shouldn't be something you do, they should be something you embody. There is a difference between working out to get a summer body and working out because that's who you are. Hmm. There's a couple things that come to mind with that. Okay. Um, one of them was actually a topic of discussion that I was having with Amelia Marie a couple days ago. Hmm. Um, about taking that 20 extra seconds to do something mm. will make it easier for you in the future or in the long run. Mm. Um, we were specifically discussing like something as simple as like putting your keys in the same place kind of thing. But when it comes to dance, you know, if you we'd have the experience of trying to learn several dances because we had an ultimate goal mm. and just just getting like the basics into the body and then reviewing it the next day like you know it was that no I'm not going to have this dance perfectly today but in a couple days I might have most of it mm-hmm. um, so that along those same lines of that like 20 extra seconds like if you take that 20 extra seconds just to go over at least just go over it one time mm-hmm. you know it's going to help you know ingrain it into your body
was another another thought that I had about short term. Oh, right, dances. Okay, so this one's more stretchy, but um, dances come out all the time, just every day. Yes. So many from yes. every country, every continent. Yes. Um, and it's very tempting to just try to pick up what you see and like teach to your classes um, because it came out that day so it's the new thing like better jump on it and then the next week when the next new thing comes out learn that one and teach it because that's the new thing but at the same time don't neglect the classics because if you've gone to enough events you start seeing dances that are being played over and over and they have been for years and they continue they, they will continue to be for years so the long term mindset version of this would be learn and teach the ones that you know are going to be around instead of just taking up that time in your class to try to stay ahead of the curve with whatever you predict is going to be the next big thing like, if you like the dance, and it's new, and you just like it for its own merits, that's fine. Like, that's really what we're all doing, is just doing the dances we like. But if you think that you're supposed to just teach the new thing because it's the new thing, then you know, think further down the road for whether you're even going to be doing that one, or whether anyone's going to remember it in three months. Next one. Number three give up on playing small if you never try and take great opportunities or allow your dreams to become realities you will never unleash your true potential and the world will never benefit from what you could have achieved so voice your ideas don't be afraid to fail and certainly don't be afraid to succeed wrong with it either. 
but just dancing at your local venue. There's so much more out there, you, I mean, that you can sink your teeth into, um, you know, whether it be traveling all over the place, whether it be choreographing, whether it be instructing, whether it be teaching safe body techniques, or, I mean, how to do a particular move, or body isolations, I mean, there's so much out there when it comes to dance that you don't have to limit what you want to do and your dreams. Explosion or something. 
up. So if you think, well, no one is at this lesson anyway, it's like five people, it doesn't really matter. So I'll just kind of, you know, half-heartedly go through the motions and just and do whatever. You're not going to grow by doing that. And I, you never know, somebody might be there to whom it does matter a lot. And you can give them a better experience. There are places you can go and like interviews you can listen to and videos you can watch of really top-notch instructors who can model behaviors that you can pattern your own lessons after. So, yeah, even if you think only five people are watching, make that lesson just as good and as big as anything you might teach to a thousand people in an arena or something. For choreographers, you don't need to just play it safe with um, steps that you think everybody already knows where you don't want to challenge people, you don't want to give them weird stuff to try because maybe they'll think you're weird and they won't like you or your dances. So you just kind of stick with the safe stuff, the grapevines and shuffles and toe heels and kick rocks and whatever. You can do whatever you want. It's your art. And if you feel like something needs a funky chicken arm flap, then go ahead. Like, no one's stopping you. Um, And then once you have something that you're really proud of, it's okay to tell people about it. Like, if you feel like you would be doing it out of ego, then maybe don't do it. If you feel like you're just doing it so people will give you a lot of compliments and pat you on the back, then, you know, consider consider who that benefits. But if you think this is something a lot of people will enjoy based on what I know about either people in my class or people in other people's classes, uh, they will love this song and they will enjoy these movements yes, please share your dance with those people. Because, again, like I said earlier, like that's what we're all doing, is we're just learning dances that we like and you know, having a good time with them, like passing through life with as many positive experiences as we can. If your dance is going to give them that positive experience, there's nothing wrong with sharing it to the world and suggesting that people learn it. So that's a, an arena in which you do not have to play small. Also... And I think finally for the um, event managers and venue owners, line dance is not something that you should feel like you have to apologize for. Like, it's just some silly thing we do on weekends and some people like it, so we give them an open floor. If if, If you're one of those venue owners who has the passion for this kind of thing and this was really something you wanted to host, then put some resources into it. You know, Give them the lights and the good sound system and the decorations and put it in your flyers, whatever you need to do so that people will actually go. Because in this case, just like with the choreography, you don't need to look at it as something that you're doing so that people will come and spend money on your place and you'll have, I don't know, a longer vacation or whatever. Think about it as something that you know that people enjoy and you want more people to be able to enjoy. Make it as big as as it deserves to be when it really does give people like the best night of their week. Venue owner or uh, event managers as well, you don't have to limit your plans for the event to just the people you know already come to these kinds of events. You can look bigger. You can start recruiting outside of 
the usual circuit crowd. Not a lot of uh, events that I see are marketed really toward the casual, normal person who isn't already into line dance. They seem to be pretty plain on flyers and not widely circulated on Facebook. Not a lot of really like creative, out-of-the-box advertisement. And I think we can do bigger. I I think it's possible to attract uh, the pre-beginner crowd and give them an experience that they want to come back to when the next event rolls through town or when they might be tempted to go see one of the other ones in one of the other states. So, yeah, think think outside normal circuit parameters and give up on planes home. Number four. <clears throat> give up your excuses. Successful people know that they are responsible for their life no matter their starting point, weaknesses, and past failures. Realizing that you are responsible for what happens next in your life is both frightening and exciting. And when you do, that becomes the only way you can become successful. Because excuses limit and prevent us from growing personally and professionally. Own your life. No one else will. thought of is if I show up to an event and they play that song that I was planning to learn and I never learned it that's on me there's so much time between events and learning a dance max would take like half an hour to at least get the basics down to just and this isn't like deciphering the step sheet this is just going on YouTube and even if it's not being taught in your language just pressing play, watching two counts, doing the two counts, and then unpausing it and doing the next two counts until you get to 32. That's all you need to do to just get it into your body. That doesn't mean you have to learn it right then and there, but as we said, like this is a slow process depending on the dance where the first time is just so that your muscles get acquainted with it, and every time after that, when it gets easier, that's when the learning happens. If you haven't taken the time to do that just a little every day, there are so many hours in a day that two counts at a time would would not take away that much from anything else you're doing. So to not know the dance by the time that you wanted to is definitely on you. And I know that when there were dances I wanted to choreograph like a year or two ago, Uh, for We Went and Lose My Mind, and then other people came out with dances for them. At the time that I first heard them, there were no other dances. I could have released something right then and there. And I didn't. I procrastinated, and I thought I'll squeeze it in whenever I'm feeling inspired. I didn't really work that hard to really sit down and focus on it. And then when other people came out with other dances, I thought, well, I guess I'll just give these up now. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to play that kind of game and like compete and whatever. And it's not even like I would have been competing because I had nothing. I had like a few segments and sequences and nothing to fill in the gaps in between. So at the time I felt a little, what would the word be? Like bitter or something like, 
Um, like maybe I should have had something out there sooner, but that was on me to do. If I had taken the time and done the work and really pushed it, then there was so much time between when I was first looking at those dances and when stuff actually came out for them. So, yeah, another area where it's easy to make excuses for why your dance didn't make it or why there wasn't time to learn that dance that you wanted to do. But that's, that's, that's on, on the person to really determine why that happened. I agree. Oh, and, you know, I guess if we're looking at, like, event management as well or venues... It's also easy to say, oh, I guess line dances, line dance night won't work out. Not enough people came. We'll just cancel it. But how, how hard did you advertise it? To whom did you advertise it? How widely? Did you think creatively? Did you put out creative advertisements? Did you make people want to come? And when they came, did you make them want to stay and come back? Because if you didn't, then it's not line dance's fault, necessarily. It might be just how you managed the um, the promotion of it. Yeah. You got anything? Um, couple things. I mean, I had mentioned briefly, like, it's so easy to find the excuses to stop you from what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's certainly a big one. I mean, it's really easy to be like, oh, well... Um, nobody here ever wants to learn anything new, so why bother teaching something new? Or why, if all these other places and these venues failed, why why should I bother um, trying to start a new one here? They're just going to, you know, it's just going to fail again, or they're not going to want to do something new, as opposed to looking at, like, okay, well, what... Why did they maybe not work out? What was it about them that we could then change and do differently? As opposed to just being like, I'm going to blame the patrons for it failing because clearly it's their fault. Um, Another thing would be along the lines of like the idea that like a dance is too hard. So why bother trying to learn it? Um, Or, I mean, even quitting halfway through because it's too hard. Or even like, oh, I messed up. I messed up on this wall. I'm never going to get this. So that particular reason for why ever I came out to try and learn it in the first place, well, that just doesn't matter anymore. As opposed to being like, well, you know, I'm not perfect, and it's not their fault. There's other there's other ways I could I could go about things. Um, same thing with like instructors. Obviously, there are more seasoned instructors out there than you know others. There's obviously people who have a better way of explaining something to you that maybe someone else does not. Um, That's not necessarily their fault as 
so much of a, well, you know, it's just, that's not how I learn. So maybe I should take the initiative and learn how I learn. Um, or even just pushing yourself a little bit further in the sense of like, if you struggle reading step sheets, keep going, keep pushing yourself, um, to try and actually get through it because then it'll help you later when you go back and get that one-on-one personal instruction. Um, as for the excuses for other things, I mean, that that's just... That's one of the big ones in life in general. And so like, it makes sense that there would be quite a few things in dance or choreography or um, instruction that, you know, you could just come up with excuse after excuse after excuse. Um, and personally, I've tried to do the... Almost like the opposite. Being like, well... I will never be able to instruct the way that person does. Then I ask myself, why not? What, what do they do that I couldn't? And so I start looking at that kind of thing. And... Like, okay, well, they also have, like, ten years of experience on you. That's not your fault. That's not their fault. It just is. So, instead of looking at the, well, I'm just never going to be as good as them, uh, how about we just look at, like, being better than you were the day before? So, small steps. You mentioned the thing about instruction, and I would also look at instructors like at, at um, let's say country bar venues where people sometimes are there less so to like academically take a class in this dance and get it 100% and all that stuff they might just be there because they thought oh a bunch of people are going to the floor I guess I'll go to the floor too three drinks in if if you are an instructor and you are getting upset at any of the students and you, and you think um, like if I don't teach these people then it's their fault like they're being bad students mm-hmm. and they should have done this or that they shouldn't have had as much to drink or whatever else if you're blaming them for a lesson not going the way that you had intended it to go then that would be another place to maybe give up the excuses of it's all their fault and I am a good instructor and they're just not learning right or something. Maybe there's a there's a quote that I like, if at first you don't succeed, redefine success. If you don't look at it um, as a lesson where they need to have things perfectly by the end and instead look at it as a lesson that you hope they will enjoy regardless of whether they get anything if they find themselves smiling and laughing and you know kind of move into the music and they stick around for the whole demo through like that's I think a good lesson and that's not something that you 
you need to when you see them you know having had a few drinks and not really focusing that's that's the kind of lesson that you don't need them to be perfect for where in that case maybe them being a little bit loose would be beneficial because they're already on that momentum of having a good evening so if they don't get it perfectly if you're not like putting their feet to the fire and you're just kind of encouraging them to enjoy whatever it is they're doing on the floor then maybe the next time they come to your lesson they'll remember how good a time they had and if they haven't had anything to impair their learning that time then that'll be the time that they learn maybe the first time just wasn't it maybe the first time was just for them to see whether they would like it and if they're getting chewed out the whole time um, they're probably not going to come back so having the excuse that you know, students are are not the, the way you want them to be and that's why the lesson failed like that's that's not something um, you need to take out of your control you don't need to give them con- all this control uh, over how you think it went you can adapt yourself and you can take personal steps to make the lesson better for everyone I as agree. the instructor I wonder if there's a way to do that for choreography as well. Okay, yeah. There are definitely steps you can take to make your own choreography more accessible so that if you think my dance should have taken off and it didn't, that's everyone else's fault because my dance is genius and they're all just plebeians with no imagination. Well, maybe your dance just isn't what a lot of people out there enjoy doing with their bodies. Maybe if you test it first, like people do with like products and video games and whatever like run it by a few people generally you test drive a car exactly you know like do do some comparison and see whether people prefer it this way or that way and then keep the things that more people liked and have whatever you wanted as a styling option that way more people will do some version of your dance and you can still do it the way you want this, this way you'll have more people to do it with and you won't just be doing it your way alone at home because nobody else learned it because they didn't like it. It's not their fault. They just did not have steps offered to them that they would have enjoyed. And that was within your control as the choreographer to make changes on. Yep. Number five. This is somewhat related. Give up the fixed mindset. People with a fixed mindset think their intelligence or talents are simply fixed traits and that talent alone creates success without effort. They're wrong. Successful people know this. They invest an immense amount of time on a daily basis to develop a growth mindset, acquire new knowledge, learn new skills, and change their perception so that it can benefit their lives. Remember, who you are today is not who you have to be tomorrow. I like that. Yeah. Um, Definitely goes for styles, I think. For people who think that they are strictly hip-hop dancers, they can do some pretty lyrical nightclub stuff and vice versa. And people who think that they're only... They've only ever done country line dances, so those are the only ones they want to learn. Anything else is different, scary, and weird. 
you'll grow more just as a physical moving human body if you try out some different dances that have steps you wouldn't find in other normal standard country dances. supposed to move like that because 
you're a guy or anything like that just limits yourself to the possibilities of not only finding out more about yourself but discovering some pretty cool friends along the way too because like you were saying about how like um you know it might actually open the door and give permission to somebody else saying that it's okay you know and then now there's two of you so there's another one where I've got a bunch of different categories Uh, for instructors if there's a format that you've been following and it seems to work well enough as well as it works still watch how other people do it watch other instructors and see if there's something that they are doing that you wouldn't even have considered that seems to be really effective for their classes and then maybe incorporate some of those Uh, also if you think that because you speak whatever language it is you speak you are only ever going to be able to teach in certain areas learn the other languages at least learn enough to get them through the counts and through basic terminology and that'll open up a lot more possibilities for where you can go as an instructor for choreographers if you've only been doing 32 count country line dances if you want to push yourself and you think you can't make a longer one just do two 32 count ones and now you have a 64 and just set it to that same song um Look at other ones like, you know, 48 count. See if you can challenge yourself to make a good dance that's only 16 counts. Um, do slow ones, do fast ones, do phrasing, um, tags and restarts. Do weird stuff where maybe the time signature is like 7 8 or 7 12 or 12 8 or whatever it might be so that you have to make these strange exceptions with what you'd normally do. Like, really just break out of whatever you're used to if you feel like you want to grow beyond what you've always been doing. Try other genres of music. Um, Try music you don't even like, and then do steps you don't like, and then think, okay, what did I learn from this? What do I want to avoid? What feels bad? So that I can look for what feels good. For event managers, um, similar to what I was saying earlier about an advertisement and looking beyond uh, the normal group, um, maybe you've always hosted your event on some certain weekend, but now this other guy is coming along and they're hosting theirs on that weekend. Maybe just push yours to a different weekend. If they're not, if the other guy's not going to change, you have the ability to shift yourself ahead or behind a week and make things easier on everybody. Uh, bar owners, if you're advertising line dance night as country line dance night, and you just you either maybe you weren't aware that there are other styles of line dance out there, other genres of music that can be line danced to, or you think no one's going to go for this, they're used to it being country line dance, I I don't want to call it general line dance because they're not going to like that, well I'll try it, see what happens, you know, do it for like a couple weeks or months or call it like a theme night, we're doing 80s line dances instead of 
country line dance. The same dances, but to different songs. See, see how that grabs people. DJs, same thing. Consider song switches. If there is a, a dance that you've been doing with one certain song for a long time and doesn't necessarily have to be paired with it, see what it would like, be like with a different song and see if it hits differently. And I think you covered pretty much, I mean, not everything certainly, but like, because there's so many things to say about dancers breaking out of their fixed mindsets, but you covered a lot. Um, yeah, try dances that you don't think that you would be able to do try styles and speeds and anything that you are telling yourself is impossible or out of your comfort zone to learn, that's probably the most important thing that you need to learn. Like, because once you do that, you'll actually grow as a person, as opposed to, you know, just continuing to do the ones you know you can do. Yeah, you know, you'll have your, a few more under your belt, but you'll just kind of be in the same place, you know, with shuffling the same old steps around. expectation on 
you winning this thing and it happens, then you don't do anything else, you're going to be disappointed by the results you get. You're going to be even more disappointed if you try to win that competition or whatever it is and you don't get it. If you don't win and you think, well, that was my only shot, I guess I'm doomed to failure forever. And it's not even worth learning new dances or trying more choreography or even trying that competition again next year or trying any of the other ones that happen over the course of the year. That was my one shot. Unhealthy mindset. You might want to give that up. Yes. Um, kind of a quick recap on some of the things you mentioned is um, putting the dance into your body mm-hmm. and knowing that, like, you're not going to get it perfect tonight, but if you practice tomorrow, you might remember more of it. Um, the other thing is, like, I mean, I know you had mentioned the the idea of like choreographing with that one particular person or winning that one particular competition. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't shoot for those by any means, but that is have to put in the work. People respect work. People respect the passion and drive but they can relate to the struggle um, which is what they really really enjoy being able to do is to be able to connect personally with someone who is accomplished um Just because it's kind of hard because um, there's not a magic bullet, but that doesn't mean you still shouldn't shoot for certain things. Ah. Basically, um, you know, choreograph that weird dance. Ask that choreographer to choreograph with you. Ask that instructor or several instructors that you admire to help run you through some dances to see what works for them and works for you. Um, it, you should still try for those things that are going to help you along the way, but understand that it's not going to be an overnight thing. So bunch more categories came to mind. Go for it. Okay. Uh, For the dancers, if you go to a venue, like a country bar, and you think, I'm going to learn this one really hard dance, and that's going to make all the girls or guys like me, and they're going to be so impressed, and that's all I ever need to learn is just that one dance, and you learn it, and then you don't get the results you wanted. A lot of what people are attracted to when they see some person out on the floor is that they're enjoying themselves, that they're confident. And you can show that just as easily with like Cupid Shuffle, Wobble, uh, MIB, Watermelon Crawl, all those other ones that you keep doing night after night, week after week. It doesn't just have to be that one hard dance. There isn't going to be one magical one that everyone respects and loves that when you learn will get you all the attention you desire choreographers there isn't some one magic special move that you think oh this is such a cute gimmick if I put this in it doesn't matter what the rest of the dance looks like all I need is that gimmick that hook 
No, you actually have to have a dance people like, and that is a lot more counts than your hook. Yes. Um, also, thinking that that one pop song that uh, that comes out is going to be the only thing you need to choreograph to. Again, that pop song is going to come and go, and maybe it'll be around for a good few months, but the year is longer than a few months, so you you really can't depend on that to secure your everlasting fame in the scene. Um, venue owners, if you're a bar, sadly, just offering line dance and saying we're doing a line dance night, that probably isn't going to be enough. You're going to actually have to have good food and drinks and yes. a welcoming atmosphere. Um, so things beyond just the amazingness that is a line dance night. Uh, event managers, having that one instructor that everybody loves similarly like that's great it's a huge draw people love that person and a good number of people are going to sign up just because they're there but then once they get there you're probably going to be unless it's like one of those one day workshop things there are probably going to be other instructors there and they also need to be personable and and friendly and have good exciting stuff to do and hopefully you have selected a hotel that people can feel safe and comfortable in to uh, run the event like all these other things beyond just the one magic guest instructor are important to have for a successful event and let's see for instructors I'm trying to think is there any magic bullet that they would rely on <laughs> that people are just going to show up mm, yeah that's true and they're just going to get their dances mm-hmm. I don't know Oh, uh, well, that does remind me of promoting. Like, if you had that one clever idea for a flyer that one time, and then every time after that you just make a text post on Facebook, that's not going to be enough. Like, you can be really proud of that one cute flyer, but you're going to need to make it a sustained effort if people are going to keep being impressed and keep thinking that your place is worth going to. I see that with... um, Becks, they continue to put out these really colorful, thoughtful Facebook posts where the image relates in some way to the lessons that they're teaching. And it, every time I see that, it like their post makes me think. And I don't live within 500 miles of that place, unfortunately, so I can't go to the lessons, but I still have so much respect for the time that they put into that. And Rebecca Lee as well, with how much care she puts into her videos. It's not like she just did one really cool video that one time for New Thang or whatever, and that was it. And every other time, it's just been kind of phoning it in. She continually puts out very impressive, high-production-value videos. And I feel like that sustained effort is going to come back around as she uh, moves forward in, in the line dance world. Yeah. And, I mean, it kind of goes a little bit along along the same lines, is the, because um, ultimately what this is talking about is it's all going to have, it's all going to take work. Mm-hmm. Take those 20 extra seconds and, you know, put a little bit more into it. Um, it's going to be like, you know, if you're looking at it in the sense of like, I want to be an instructor. Well, first and foremost, start looking at the smaller movements such as like, okay, what kind of dance? Do you have dance shoes? 
Where where can you go to dance? Where do people want to go to dance? Um, is there anybody that even is hiring? Is there anybody that I could teach locally? Is there, you know, like looking at all the different things slowly but surely and building your way up to, a, well, this venue um, is looking for somebody. Now I'm going to apply. Is building yourself up there. It's all going to be work. It's all going to be practice. Um, you have to figure out what dances you even want to teach, which I know can be a challenge. Um, another thing is, I haven't run across this a whole lot when it comes to line dancers. Uh, so I don't know if this is actually relevant, but I know it's really easy for people to fall into the, well, I want it, so I should have it mentality or I want it and I deserve it. Um, and that's not the case. That's kind of the same kind of along the lines of like that magic bullet just because I want it means I'm going to get it. And that's not the case. It, it is a lot of work. It is picking yourself up after falling on your face. Um, or in some of our cases, our butt on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole different story. <laughs> um, you know, and not letting that one little setback push you down, but not expecting that one chance to be your only chance. And that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's keep, keep finding those ways of um, doing what you want and getting yourself closer and closer to that goal, whether it be, you know, just having a good night or you know traveling the world instructing and choreographing and all that kind of stuff figure out who does it the way you want and talk to them ask them one of the best things you can talk to people I mean it's one of the one of the few questions I always ask people um, when they're interviewing me for a job is well how did you get to where you're at because obviously you're where I want to be at some point. So, and people are like, oh, well, you know, I do this and I do that. And you get tips along the way. So. Building off that also, um, it's one thing to finally get to sit down with your role model and ask them about all their secret tips and tricks and then have them all written down in front of you so that you know what they are. And that might be your magic bullet. It's like, I I finally know how to do all this now. But if you don't actually do it, (laughs) like you can do it maybe once and say, oh, so that's what that's like to know how to do it and then actually do it. And then the next week you just go back to what you were doing. That's not going to make you the way that you want to be. You actually have to do the things that they say that they do regularly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to do one more to bring us to halfway? Number seven. Give up your perfectionism. <laughs> Nothing will ever be perfect, no matter how much we try. Fear of failure, or even fear of success, often prevents us from taking an action and putting our creation out there in the world. But a lot of opportunities will be lost if we wait for things to be right. So ship, like you're shipping a product, they put that in quotes, so ship and then improve that 1%. I've got stuff in every category on this. Uh, right, yeah. and it's pretty much stuff we've already talked about, too. Hmm. For me, at least. Um, 
as a dancer, you're going to make mistakes. Yep. It's how you learn. You actually can come up with some pretty fun variations through mistakes, too. Um, I know I certainly have. And that's okay. Um, I know from personal experience as a dancer, like, there's those dances that, like, I just want to know so badly and I get so frustrated when I struggle with them. Um, and there, there's even almost like, there can be your, your own personal pressure of like why you're learning that particular dance or who you're learning it with or who you're learning it from or anything to that extent where like you don't want to mess up in front of that special someone or that important role model or whatever because you want you feel like you have to do them proud ultimately if you're being yourself and you're having fun like I mean you can't can't go wrong there um I know from personal experience for instructing that's a tough one for me because I want it to be a perfect lesson. I want everybody to have fun. I want everybody to enjoy themselves. I want everybody to get the dance first time. And otherwise, that's a reflection on me. And I mean, spent 12 hours on a 16 count dance instruction, like trying to figure it out before I even stepped into the venue. And then it was like, as soon as I walked in there, it was like, everything went out the window and I was like I, I just spent 12 hours doing what exactly and then I just kind of had to wing it because I had that like momentary lack of better term stage fright and it was like okay well you know the dance let's go from there Let, you know the step sheet let's go from there and you know it's okay to make jokes of yourself and enjoy yourself and ease the tension that way by being silly um, as for choreography I'm just now getting into that territory so I'm not quite sure how I'm going to handle the lack of perfection um, it's a scary idea I like to think that right now I'm in the perfect position um, because I'm moldable. So, because I don't have my own method of how something works or how it should go, I can speak to other people who have experience, find out what works for them, and then, like, kind of play and tinker. Well, that also means that it's not going to be perfect right out the gate for me because I'm figuring out my method and how that works. And it, it, it's not going to be an overnight big hit success. It's it, There's going to be some issues. So being open-minded to that, as challenging as it is, is going to help any one particular person. So. All right. Well, I, d I guess you pretty well covered the instructor category that I was looking at with um, how not everybody will get the lesson the first time. Not everybody in the building is going to take your lesson. There are going to yes. be people who will probably just sit and watch. Um, and that's okay. 
there's nothing there's nothing wrong with uh, with just having the people you have take it and the people who learn it learn it and just being grateful for that uh, choreographers you know not everybody is necessarily going to uh, learn and love your dance and even if you make what you think is a great dance you might see somebody else put some flair on it and think why didn't I put that in the dance? Like, I thought I was done, but now I'm going to second guess whether I'm done in every other dance that I create because it felt done and I'm wrong. Like, there, Or somebody else comes out with a dance to that same song and you think, oh my God, that hits so much better. Why did I even make my attempt at a dance to this song? Like, you can definitely second guess yourself and feel like you're imperfect um, in what you attempted to create. Uh, but you did the best that you could with the move set that you were aware of, and uh, with your knowledge of flow and and things of that nature, and with the access that you had to a certain number of the line dance population. So nothing wrong with just having had whatever success you did with it, even if it was just you and a couple friends doing it you know, together in your garage or something. That's if that if that's something that you still enjoyed, then yeah, that's all it needed to be. Didn't need to be some worldwide hit to can't stop the feeling or whatever um, for dancers you're probably not going to learn every dance there is that you could possibly know it would take a very long time to learn all of them all of them and even as you finally start to catch up people are going to keep putting out a whole bunch more every day and unless that's like your full time job somehow like you probably won't have time to learn everything new that comes out every day and even when you do learn many, many dances, you're not going to be, unless you are Rachel or Roy, you're not going to become Rachel or Roy. And they probably don't think they're perfect either. They probably think about something that they could have made a little bit cleaner or smoother. And while it is definitely good for like the health of your body to think about cleaning up your own technique and making things uh, more enjoyable to do in, in your movement... You certainly don't need to be some other dancer who's had way much more time than uh, you have had to develop your craft. Yes. Or if not even more time than just like a different body type or different, you know, hormones that run through their body. Everybody's different, so everybody's going to have a different experience of the dance that that you, know, you two are both doing. Yes. Um, for event managers. Um, you know, not everybody is going to come to your event. I mean, we do have limited budgets, and we have to pick and choose as uh, patrons of these events. Unfortunately. Yeah. For now. For now. Uh, for now, we have to pick and choose. Uh, but that's okay, because the, you know, the people that did come, you can, you can really let them know how much you appreciate that they were there, and you can make that experience special for them, and it doesn't mean that you know because there were only 1200 and not 1500 that the whole thing was a failure so you're going to put in less effort you know that's a lot of people so uh, you can kind of just celebrate that Uh, and for like bar owners not every night is going to be sold out you are going to have some peak nights and you're going to have some slower nights but there is a certain charm to the slower nights that offers the dancers who do go on those nights more opportunities to do different things, different dances, and with maybe even different people. So th- you don't have to have perfect, packed attendance with a line out the door every single time. I know it's good business, but there are things that having a packed floor every time would not allow for. 
So seek out you know the the little silver linings there, and give up your perfection. <laughs> yeah, that one's a tough one. Hmm. Oh, and that also goes for DJs who are feeling like they didn't fill the floor every time because they might think it's their job to have like the perfect playlist where everybody gets some turn to dance and nobody has to sit out for very long. Uh, but even when you play something that you think a lot of people are going to know and then not many people do, the people who do that dance, they probably really appreciate that you played that dance because they might not get a lot of opportunities to do it. So even if it's not the floor filler you hoped it would be, you know, it still made a lot of people who did do it really happy. That's a good point. Any additional thoughts from you? Not at the moment. Okay. I'm sure there will be some later. Wow. How about you? Well, we still have a whole second half to get to at some point. Yeah. Uh, this is only numbers one through seven of a total of 13. 13 things you should give up if you want to be successful. Also, there were some quotations I suppose I should read at the top of each of these. Uh, the top of the whole article, it said, Somebody once told me the definition of hell. On your last day on earth, the person you became will meet the person you could have become. Ooh. Anonymous. For give up on the unhealthy lifestyle, the quote is, Take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. But Jim Rohn. For give up the short-term mindset, we have, You only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. Mae mm. West. For number three, give up on playing small. Your plain small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people will not feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Marianne Williamson. Number four, give up your excuses. It's not about the cards you're dealt, but how you play the hand. Randy Pausch from the last lecture. Number five, give up the fixed mindset. The future belongs to those who learn more skills and combine them in creative ways. Robert Greene from Mastery. For number six, give up believing in the magic bullet. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. By Emile Couillet. And for number seven, give up your perfectionism. Shipping beats perfection. Khan Academy's development mantra. And that, I mean, if if we're combining that one with uh, the thing I mentioned earlier about excuses, it's a good, I mean, as a choreographer, um, or an attempted choreographer, it it definitely can be daunting to think, like, I don't know if this is done, so I don't know if I should release it and attach my name to it. Um, at a certain point, if you don't release anything then it doesn't really... Even if it's not perfect, it doesn't help the world to just like keep it to yourself because maybe somebody out there really wants to do something to that song, but nobody has yet, and they're not a choreographer. So you can offer them something, and to them, it might be perfect, but it's just to you that you feel like it's not done, it's not as good as it could be, it's not Geitenmundi enough, and it doesn't have a bunch of cool things, it's just very standard grapevines because that's all you know. Like, that might be enough for somebody who really likes that song and wants to do a dance to it. 
So in that sense, better just to put something out rather than have nothing. You can always put out another thing later. Like, let's say you put out a beginner dance and that's all you're comfortable putting out at the time. A few months later, you might go to a whole bunch of events and learn a bunch of new things and feel more confident. And then you put out an intermediate dance to the same song. That is okay. I know Brenda has a couple different dances for a French version of Oh What a Night. And one of them is French Nights and the other one is Oh What a French Night. And it's okay. Like, you can be the same choreographer behind two different dances to the same song. Nobody's stopping you. True. And speaking of choreographed dances, if anybody would like to look up the dance My Shot to the My Shot Rise Up remix from the Hamilton mixtape, or the other dance that we referred to earlier, uh, All the Pretty Girls, set to the song All the Pretty Girls by Fun, those, I think, are a couple of dances that might be enjoyable for some to do. So, check them out if you wish. Alright. Any last thoughts? I'm looking forward to the rest of the list. As am I. Cheers to that. Alright, well, we will catch you all next time, and uh, I hope we've given you some things to think about. See you out there. <laughs>